Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to this episode of Kennedy Saves the World. And today, once again, we are tasked with saving service members uh, from post-traumatic stress disorder and pain that is exacerbated by opioids that are forced on them by doctors because the United States government has really limited treatment options for those who have served in the military, particularly in combat. So we talked a lot on this show about combining psychedelics with therapeutics in a therapeutic setting where trained professionals guide you through your trauma with the help of substances that can allow you to access parts of your mind and your psyche that you would be incapable of doing on your own. So it's it's very hard to freestyle and cure your own brain, but with the help of people who know what they're doing using, you know, not even groundbreaking. I mean, you know, these are psychedelics that have been around for a long, long time, uh, but they have been so stigmatized uh, by culture warriors and people in government that whatever they were initially designed to do, uh, there has been massive roadblocks placed in the way for people who really, really need them, who could truly benefit from them. Uh, but luckily, there is an odd coalition you know, odd political bedfellows who are getting together with good intentions for the right reasons. And I'm talking about uh, Congressman and Congresswoman Dan Crenshaw and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Um, a lot of people may have take issue with AOC's opinions and how she delivers them. But no matter where you sit on the political spectrum, you are always capable of finding common ground, even if it's, you know, in very specific areas with people whom you might normally disagree with. And I, I love seeing these relationships blossom and turn into something that could be truly helpful and impactful for people who have been underserved, particularly those who have served and worn the uniform. So joining me today. Retired United States Navy SEAL officer who serves uh, Texas's second congres congressional district. He's been there since 2019. Congressman Dan Crenshaw, welcome to Kennedy Saves the World. Hey, glad to be here, Kennedy. Thanks for having me. So tell me about your history. Uh, I, I know that you were injured in combat as a SEAL and you were medically retired. Uh, were you able to use psychedelics to treat some of the ailments that uh, you suffered from? Oh, God, no, uh, I, I was not. Now, I didn't even know to ask, to, to, to be honest with you. Um, but my history, I uh, joined the Navy while well, I went active duty in 2006. I suppose I technically I joined in 2002. I did ROTC, oh, yeah. uh, ROTC, was commissioned in 2006, went straight to BUDS, broke a leg, literally um, started over at BUDS. 
went then made it through, went to SEAL Team 3, did two deployments to Iraq. Um, my third deployment, uh, back with my back with the same platoon in Afghanistan this time, uh, I was hit by an IED, uh, blinded by it. My right eye uh, shot to hell pretty quickly, uh, removed in surgery uh, just uh, right away. But my left eye, we were trying to save uh, for months and frankly, still trying to continue to save. I went blind again about a year ago wow. uh, after my ret- retina detached um, about a year and a half ago. Did they retina reattach deta- it? Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I I would be uh, working working this computer very very differently. Um, yeah, they reattached it. I was very lucky, uh, but you know, and that was a result of the blast. The scar tissue had built up over time. It's mm. it's it's like it's like your retina. You have to imagine your retina's like a poster uh, it, it, on the back of your eye, like a, like on the wall or something. And then like you know, say mold comes behind the poster and it starts to fall off. That's sort of what happens with the retina um, and scar tissue. They don't go together very well, but uh, I'm pretty good now. They did some pretty amazing and awful things to my eye uh, about a year and a half ago to get it back up and running. The point is, is it's, it was it was fragile. It's stronger now. Um, but a- after that blast in in, t- in 2012, um, I, I stayed in the Navy for about four more years, really fighting the system, trying to trying to stay in and keep deploying. And I did deploy a couple more times: uh, the Middle East, South Korea. Uh, but did your job change? What you were capable of doing? What they would allow you to do? It did a little. So, I mean, special operations encompasses quite a few things. It, a lot, a big part of it is the war fighting, kicking down doors and chasing bad guys. That was, you know, that's special operations for the last 20 years in the war on terror. But in general, special operations means a lot of different things. It means intelligence operations. It means mostly what it means is training surrogate forces and building capacity in partner nations so that you, so that we don't have to do the fighting. Uh, that that's that's a key mission set of special operations. That's basically what everybody is going back to now because we're essentially in peacetime. Uh, you know, it's just working with allies. So, but intelligence operations are a big part of it, and uh, that's what I did. Um, and but but eventually I had to get out in 2016. Uh, they wouldn't really let me deploy in that manner anymore, you know, because of this whole thing. And so it, it was time to leave. And I loved every minute of it. Would have stayed for another 20. Did you years, know you wanted to get into politics in 2016? No, no. I I was always interested in policy and you got to distinguish between policy and politics. So, you know, I majored in international relations. I, I was always a policy wonk. My my first thought upon leaving the Navy was to go to Harvard Kennedy School and study policy. Uh, so I got my degree in public administration, uh, my master's. And so I was I was looking in the policy realm uh, and I didn't quite know what that meant, to be honest. And then I stumbled as as I was networking through what that might mean. I stumbled into this opportunity to run back in my hometown district uh, when my my predecessor announced retirement sort of suddenly and the timing was good for us. And so my wife and I, we, we went for it. Good for you. Don't go anywhere. More Kennedy saves the world right after this. The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts. It's always interesting to see how people uh, run for and achieve higher office. Hello, that's the government calling. They're like, Dan, stop talking. We're gonna, oh, you're no. going to reveal our secrets. Um, so did you... Uh, did you experience PTSD and when did you become interested in other things that might help people 
like you, people who have served and people who have suffered, uh, who have not had access to really like profoundly amazing treatments that were essentially kept secret for a long time. Yeah. So, you know, did I have PTSD? I mean, that's a that's a tougher question than than most people uh, realize, because there isn't a really strong definition for what PTSD is. There's a lot of symptoms that could be related to a traumatic event. And so we just broadly call that PTSD. Um, and as, as for myself, I would probably say I didn't really have PTSD. If you, if you look at my my VA record and, and what my disabilities are for, PTSD is a zero percent. I, I don't claim anything on it. If you talk to my wife, she'd be like, no, you clearly have PTSD. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> so, Aww. I mean, but maybe she means that sincerely, like lack of sleep, anxiety, just, just kind of things just change for you. Um, it doesn't mean it's incapacitating. It doesn't mean you're, you're, it doesn't mean I'm waking up in night terrors. I mean, I've had some bad dreams, but it's been a long time. So I would say me personally, no, I, 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 I don't think I've ever hit this rock bottom where I really needed to seek out something now that, well, I'm sorry, that's not even true. I, I, I would say the year after the explosion was really, 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 really tough. Now, I'm not so sure that that was because of the event itself. I think it was more because of the massive change in lifestyle that, that I had to be confronted with. The, the change in career, like the loss of purpose, just, just all of it just weighing down. Um, there's, there, now, there are specific, specific treatment mechanisms in the military that are actually cutting edge. Uh, for PTSD and TBIs specifically, but very, but they have very few slots. It's it's called the NICO Institute, and it's it's at Bethesda. It's at Walter Reed. You stay there for a month. You don't do anything but get treatment on every single thing that could possibly be wrong with you. And it's actually it's an extremely invigorating experience. Not everybody can go through that, and that's a month long and very expensive. Wow, that's uh, that's interesting. I wonder um, what kind of therapy they administer there. Uh, everything. Yeah. Everything. I mean, are you everything except psychedelics. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, maybe uh, if if people actually read some of the research from uh, maps and and other organizations uh, and and saw how there a, a cure for PTSD is possible, because I'm sure you know people whom you mm -hmm. served with and, and people you know that you've met over the years who have been crippled by it. You know, I had. Yeah. In, in you know, similarly to you in that I had a massive change in my career that brought on this paralyzing anxiety when I was in my 20s when I left MTV and I, I really felt like my professional life was over. So many of my friends were in New York. I, you know, very drastically moved to Seattle and, you know, clearly it's it's not the same thing, but anyone who's suffered anxiety uh, has... A, a degree of empathy for people who have gone through something traumatic. You know, you you can't you you can't make a direct comparison between the traumas, but you know, I certainly know what it's like to suffer and to desperately want help. And then when I finally got it and it changed my life, you know, wanting to help other people through that process. And I'm actually really glad right now where we are in history because. People are more open to talking about these things and talking about their experiences, because if if 
getting therapy for you as a kid growing up, you know, was stigmatized, then you almost feel guilty. But now you have people like Aaron Rodgers coming out talking about his mental health and his struggles and how he used psychedelics and it's going to make him better at football than he's ever been. And it's like, well, if he's gone through that and I'm going through this, then maybe there's help for me too. So when did you get interested in psychedelics as a form of treatment? Yeah. And I'll tell you the story. First, I want to say, you know, at a place like NICO and even in the military, it's not like these military doctors are against this. They're just not legally able to access that kind of care. I think you've got some pretty cutting edge thinkers in a lot of these places. You just need an act of Congress to to normalize it legally a little bit more. Well, thank so God I, you're a congressman. <laughs> uh, now, OK, so how do I get interested in this? Um I never really knew anything about this at all uh, for, for years. I mean, this is really in the last year or so that I've even uh, discovered uh, s- some of the research on this and some of the benefits. And I was having dinner with a good friend of mine. He was hit by a, a, a vehicle IED back in like 2010. Uh, no visible wounds, but he had such bad TBI for that for a while. I mean, he could barely speak. And it's a long, long road to recovery for him. He was a Marine. And we're at his house for dinner and he no longer drank, um, which was almost like, hey, what, what the heck? We can't drink just this once. So I'm having dinner with you. Uh, but he's like, no, I just don't I don't want to. I just don't drink anymore. I'm just super happy. Like I went through this treatment. You just can't imagine how much better life has been. And his, and his wife agreed. Everything had just changed I mean, really dramatically. And again, it wasn't like this different person. You know, it, it doesn't change the personality of them. It just it just. It, it, it's like they're it's like they have a they've had a reset. It's like there's a peace within them and they're just different now. And um, he told me about his experience with Ibogaine at um, at the clinic down in Mexico that is uh, run by vets and funded by vets. That's an acronym. I'd have to look real quick what it stands for. But, you know, it's Marcus Capone, uh, ex Navy SEAL operator who, who credits uh, the, this, this treatment with saving his life. Wow. He helps get veterans down there. I think they've done like 600, usually mostly special operators at, at this point. Um, and the stories are phenomenal. And so we left dinner. This was in the DC area. He, uh, and I was going back to my, the building that I live in when I'm up in DC and I was sharing an elevator um, uh, with this guy named John, also a uh, ex Marine. And he just starts, he, he knew who I was. And so he just started talking to me and uh, it turned out he, he works for these organizations too. I, I, it's Jonathan Lubecki. And so, you know, he, I think he works with MAPS. Yeah. He's a government affairs liaison with MAPS, which is another uh, advocacy group for this. And he just starts telling me about how he tried to kill himself four times and that this particular treatment saved him. And I was like, how is it that I am getting this story from two different people who don't know each other? In the same night. I, mean, I just thought it was strange. And I think God just puts these things in front of you sometimes. Or you the Matrix is real. When that's things the, like that's that. The, that's the more likely possibility, clearly. <laughs> no, but I, I I completely agree with you. When when things happen simultaneously um, or things happen, you know, and, and you hear the same thing. It is it is a message from someone else. It is a lightning bolt. And you are meant to pay attention to it. And, and then I found out that I had a lot more friends that I, had actually gone through this and were, I mean, I can think of three off the top of my head, like close people close to me that really walked me through their experience and how insane it was. Um, and I was sold. I mean, the, the changes within them were just so obvious and dramatic. 
uh, that it, you, you couldn't ignore something like this. And so, so there's different kinds of treatments that we're talking about here. The, the one I'm talking about is probably the most severe, which is Ibogaine. And this particular clinic, and, and they have to do it in Mexico just for the legality of it, but it's, they use Ibogaine. Um, I, I believe that's about a 12 hour treatment where as, as they do, I'm only, I'm just repeating as they describe it because it's, it's, it's hard to understand unless you've gone through it, but they describe it as just confronting every demon and angel that they've ever had to confront in their life and seriously dealing with it. Um, you're awake, you're very lucid. You, you, there's other people going through with going through it near you, even in the same room. So the point where they're aware of each other even, but they're, wow. but they're still like in their own world and, and, and in their own, doing their own thing. Uh, they get sick, they get nauseous. They, you know, one, one, one of my friends described it as I would never wish this upon my worst enemies, but I would absolutely recommend it to my best friends. You know, just because it's, it's a horrifying experience. And then you come out of it with this mental reset that they just describe as, as, as a unbelievably good thing. Um, I believe that they, they do a second day down there um, with uh, oh, now, now I'm screwing up the I get all these. It's DMT. They do a DMT treatment the next day, which is like the the frog. They call uh, the I don't toad? know if it's the I don't know if it's the toad one. This is the one that makes you feel like you die. <laughs> so Fun. Uh, it's yeah. I mean, so so I, none of this is recreational, um, at least this particular treatment. You're, you're talking about things like psilocybin and MDMA. That's obviously there's a recreational element to that. And that, I think that concerns some people with this particular one, Ibogaine and, and DMT that there's, this is, these are not enjoyable experiences. They're therapies. And, um, you know, it's, it's it, 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 the way from what I, when I listen to how they speak about this, it does seem like you're compressing 10 years of, of cognitive behavioral therapy into, into one day. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how, that's I how mean, it it's seems. Like, and anyone who's been through therapy knows that, you can have times where it's it's very, very painful. It's very uncomfortable and you want to get out of there because it is there is so much discomfort and you know, there's something in you that will do it it's like self preservation. You're trying to get out of there. So imagine, you know, a bunch of those and that feeling compounded happening all at once and you can't escape it. It's terrifying, but it sounds incredibly effective. It is. And, you know, and it's, it's maybe it's not for everyone. Um, you but know, everyone I, should sure. be able to decide for themselves if they want to do something that might actually heal their psyche, you know, multidimensionally from the inside out in ways that, you know, unless and, and you, you have an interdisciplinary approach, you can't do it all at once. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. You should have doctors there. You should have therapists there. There should be a there should be a process here. And, and I think that's what they've created. They've created quite the model uh, in Mexico. And look, it, you know, th this conversation was started because both me and AOC and Matt Gates actually, we all introduced similar amendments into the NDAA um, that, that simply says that the Department of Defense needs to fund these clinical trials. Um, you know, there's not much difference between all of ours. M mine has more drugs added to it. I think AOC's was, was simply psilocybin and MDMA. I added Ibogaine and DMT to that because I, I know of this specific treatment that's been going on that I, that I think has to be researched more and, and, and give some active duty service members access to it. You know, we tell them they can go drink until they're blind, but, you know, you can't, but you can't give them CBD even. That's and, insane. 
Yeah. And I think I think we're I think we're gonna fix the C B D problem. I, I think we I think that actually did get fixed um, in the last I'd have to look into that. Don't so so that. what are the conversations between you and AOC like? How did you how did you contact each other and you know, what do you guys talk about when you discuss these things? I'm not gonna lie, we really didn't um, just discuss it much. I, I always knew that she'd be it been interested in, in this specific thing. Um, but there there wasn't a whole lot of coordination except at the staff level. I you know, the, the, our, our, our concepts were different enough that it made sense to just introduce it separately. And, and, and if we're being honest, Kennedy, the, the unfortunate reality on our side and their side is a lot of our base doesn't want to see you work together. And I hate that. I hate that that's true, but I am fully aware that, that that's part of the political issue for her and me. And it's just stupid. It's stupid that that's the case, but, but it is. Um, and so, it's not necessary to necessarily combine the amendments. Um, our, our, our hope is that at least one of them makes it through the Senate. Uh, so it needs to end up in the Senate version and then be conferenced into the final bill and we can make this law. So there are so many smart and rational people, uh, not a lot of them, but there are there are enough in the House that, you know, they have figured out freedom in this arena is the better path. You know, whether it's you or Nancy Mace or AOC, but when it gets to the Senate, these things just kind of die. Even though you have champions in the Senate as well, it, it's not enough support. And then even the president in his infinite lack of wisdom seems dead set against this. Are you hopeful that you will at least have trials and research with these substances? I, I'm, I am hopeful. I I'm not sure there's serious opposition. I think there's lack of education on this. Like I said, I didn't really understand any of this until about a year ago. Uh, I, I don't expect a lot of senators to either. We need to educate them on it. We need to show them the data. I mean, look, the VA, the VA is actually pretty forward thinking on this. They've done some pretty interesting studies with MDMA and they've shown massive decreases, almost cures for PTSD to the point where 67%, I believe it's 67% of the people in that study no longer were eligible for for disability payment for PTSD because it was just their, their symptoms were now so low or even non-existent. It's, it's really incredible. So the data is is really showing up here. And this is math and this, you know, and it's also maps. You know, they they have been working for so long, tirelessly for decades, lobbying mm -hmm. everyone to listen to this because they have known that the success rate is profound and there's nothing else that comes close to it uh right. so hopefully you know more people will hear about this they will investigate this you know this is not condoning recreational drug use and throwing your life away and all that business right. this is about healing people who really need it and it's it's not just active military. It's also survivors of childhood sexual abuse and, oh, yeah. you know, others who have been victims of violence and, you know, cannot function in society. So, right. you know, they get they get blamed for their their trauma and the challenges and problems they have as a result. But they're not given the tools and at least let people decide how they can help themselves. You know, otherwise, right. both parties are just total hypocrites. Um, I'm so glad to talk with you about this. Please keep me posted on, you know, your continued fight in order to get people something that 
will make their lives better because if their lives are better, that will have a ripple effect and society will be better. That's absolutely right. And that's why we're doing this. Thanks for having me on, Kennedy. And uh, thanks for highlighting this. It's important. Yes. And uh, thank you for all that you do. Thank you for your service. You're a good person, Congressman Dan Crenshaw. This has been Kennedy Saves the World. I'm Kennedy. For more podcasts from my friends at Fox, you can go to foxnewspodcast.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.